On this episode of Vomiting Rainbows, me, Doug, and my friend Gina Klein catch up on some stories from the past. Yes, it's been a while since the last time we did the podcast, but we are back. So now listen and enjoy. This is Vomiting Rainbows, episode number 48. It's a darker news podcast where I tell my uh, co-host, Gina Klein, Hi. who is an amazing DJ who has two hands from L.A., yeah. Yeah, but it not quite. It was a story. It was a story. <laughs> but this is all about stories. And I'm going to tell her some stories that she hasn't really heard of before. Um, she just got a little refresher on what these stories are about. And then she's going to chew them up and spit them back in a rainbow. We will see how it goes. All right. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is the Michelle Martin story, which you got a little bit of taste of. Yeah. Um, you want to, you want to give a little, yeah, <laughs> this again, this is probably the hardest story that we're going to talk about. Also, I like, don't know how to talk about this Yeah, while being appropriate and, and making it make sense. Yeah. It's, it's a little girl, right? It's a little girl. Um, she was 10 years old and she, uh, we have been now, he's come in and become a guest on the podcast. Um, so and Ben is a cat. <laughs> he is my cat. Bangle, uh, ben the Bangle. Okay, so uh, Michelle's a, a, a lovely 10-year-old girl who was brutally raped and murdered by her, her uh, allegedly by her mom and her mom's boyfriend and her cousin. Yes, after they gave her meth to calm her down. Yes, uh, just a... A normal thing that every loving family would do. Typical. Yeah. So this is, it's definitely a crazy story. The one thing that I've noticed in a lot of things over time is, I mean, a a lot of people who are in very horrific situations like this, they're pulled in and interrogated for long periods of time in the police station. The police then try and they they're pretty sure they have their conclusion of what has occurred. And these are not the most upstanding people in the world because they admitted they had given their daughter meth. And also, I think one of them, like the guy was going in saying that it was another one of them and they caught them all in the situation there together, right? That's and he had just gotten out of jail anyhow. Exactly. So again, not the most amazing people in the world. And so... She gave a confession that they all stabbed and raped her and she allowed and watched the rape of her daughter. And then they decided to dismember and roll up the body and burn it to hide the evidence. And the police were called when the fire, I guess when the fire was started and um, they all scattered from the house and the cousin jumped over the balcony and fell on the ground and Bro- like broke her leg. Yeah. So this is kind of where everything happened. They the cousin didn't confess to the crime. Okay. Her boyfriend Fabian also did not confess to the crime. Okay. But Michelle Martins completely confessed to the crime. Said like everything that was done. And that's mommy. And that was the mom. <laughs> so this uh, and her daughter Victoria uh, was obviously the one who was killed the timeline actually came out much different 
than what was stated before. So we, if you want to hear exactly what happened, there's a previous episode uh, on Vomiting Rainbows that you can listen to where we go into this in great detail. But now to say kind of where it is, where it has gone to is they got all the cell phone records Mm -hmm. and eyewitness testimony. This is really what happened. Michelle Martin got home from school on her bus. Uh Um, 10-year-old, 10-year-old girl. And Michelle, her mom, and Fabian were not at home. Michelle and Fabian returned to the apartment, and then Victoria goes to the gas station with Fabian. Okay. Uh, This is around 6 p.m. Then around 6.20... Victoria and Fabian return to the apartment. Okay. Then they leave at 6.30 to go to Paradise Hills. And this apparently was to get drugs or something. Okay. That's like a neighborhood or something. Right. Great. At that point, they come back at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then they see, then Victoria is still seen alive by neighbors playing. Okay. At 7.06... Uh, that's at 7.05. Mm-hmm. 7.06, Michelle and Fabian leave the apartment. Okay. So then it's out. Yeah. Then at 7.38, Michelle and Fabian are near some other part of town. And okay. then they're seen at 8 also at another part of town. So during this time is when the murder occurs. Okay. So they aren't even home. They're not even home. And they have them at least 30 minutes away. Okay. So... so so her confession was actually a false confession. She didn't. She just made it up. She just made it up. Maybe. 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 But the other thing that's kind of weird about all of this uh-huh. is that she was. <laughs> the other weird part. The other weird. <laughs> she did help dispose of her daughter's body. As one does. As one does. So she came back and saw what had occurred. So. This is where it gets confusing on why she did that. Yeah. But more and more as this is coming out that so she and her boyfriend are now facing 15 years in jail for child endangerment for leaving her with her cousin. Jessica. Yeah. And Jessica hasn't been cleared of all the charges. Yeah. Jessica is also being charged with crimes, but they haven't come out yet. And this was a year ago. The, wow. the court system moves so slow. Right. Here, like gonna, molasses um, in wintertime? Where it is now uh, and the court system moving so slow, um, they will be charged probably in the next two months. Great. And it's just an unreal story that it, it seems so cut and dry when you listen to the other podcast. That's why we like to do an update a year later. It seems so cut and dry. I mean, she's disposing of the body with her cousin and the other guy. She's ride or die, man. She has her cousin's back. That's like when you tell somebody, I have your back. You really No matter what. No matter what. If you kill my daughter, I'll help you get rid of the body. Yeah. That's insane. That's a little too far. I think that's that's too far for ride ride or die. Don't you? I don't know, Doug. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Maybe maybe it's not for you. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is. I realize that like this, like I would make a an off color joke right now, but I can't because we're being recorded. You can make it. No, I'm not going to. Would you edit it out? 
Um, okay, I'll edit it out. No, then I'm not. Go ahead. No jokes. Go, don't, no, stop, I can't. Stop smirking. I have none. Okay. Now we're going to go on to... All right, so that's that story. And we're going to keep updating. One of the things about Vomiting Rainbows is mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, but we update over time... This this podcast, because we haven't done one in a year, uh, is going to be all, it's just an update spe- spectacular. So the next story we're going to talk about, which I feel like you can give some insight on, because it's a little bit more of a... Stop. Lighthearted. <laughs> okay, lighthearted. Lighthearted. <laughs> it, it's not as horrifying as the last story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were a former model. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and during that time, did you ever get approached by people who wanted you to, I don't know, smuggle drugs into another country? No, but it probably would have been more lucrative. It would have, perhaps, than, obviously. Than Macy's advertisements. Yes. So you might have some insight on this. Uh, there were these two girls, Melinda Roberge uh-huh. and was it Isabel? Isabel? Lagash- it was like Isabel. Yeah, Isabel Legache. <laughs> yeah. So these are two girls. One girl worked as a bartender, uh-huh. according to when they were first arrested mm-hmm. and the information they could find out. And Melinda worked at Pandora. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Ad Sales Oakland? What? <laughs> Ad Sales in Oakland? No, in Can- they're both Canadian. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, she yeah. worked at the Pandora Charm Bracelet store. Oh, yeah. that Pandora. Exactly. Not- not the not listening pleasure, but Pandora. <laughs> I mean, wearing pleasure. Yeah, wearing pleasure. I guess. <laughs> so not my style. Not your style, really? I wouldn't. No, I don't. Have you? Seen, isn't that like a weird mall store? Yeah, it's like charm bracelet. You, like I would get you things, and you would put them on it to like talk or to show your interests. Okay. So you know, I used to have one of those as a kid. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think that I would wear that as much it's like a like a girl scouts like girl scouts banner right but for grown-ups exactly that's exactly what Ish. it is yeah it's, it's not like, i think that probably the venn diagram between those who scrapbook and those who wear pandora bracelets if my sister's listening is large sorry no <laughs> she's a scrapbooker and she loves her pandora bracelets apologize miss sultan um <laughs> oh, well anyways <laughs> gotta go bye Got, gotta go to, and bye bye you guys um so melinda mm-hmm. and isabel uh went on this cruise that was all paid for it was a twenty thousand dollar cruise and they instagrammed the entire way mm-hmm. and then they went all around mostly south american ports nice and things were put in their luggage as they went along this cruise so they like so uh, just like a little here, a little there, a yeah. little here, a little there. Until it added up to around $30 million in cocaine. So baller. So baller. So then they roll into Australia where um, it's mandatory life sentence for uh, drug smuggling. Yikes. Yeah. And you so, like... and the two of them, like they, they didn't even get off the boat as far as I understand. They just brought the, uh, everyone was told to stay in their rooms. And they brought drug dogs onto the boat, and the drug dogs immediately went to their two rooms. I mean, $30 million worth of cocaine. That's. They said the the guys who came on the boat said uh-huh. the smell was so strong of cocaine just getting up to their door. They could, they could 
it wasn't even packaged in a way that was even slightly descript. It was right. just in their luggage. Like, sh- shit tons You've of cocaine. you imagine these girls are just, like, high. Oh, yeah. From, like, the particles floating around the air, right? Oh, I'm sure. The mist. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty intense. That's really... Good times. Yeah. Good times on the uh, whatever boat they were on. You know. By the way, the story is called Cocaine Babes. It is called Cocaine Babes. And if you want to go back and listen to an episode and and hear this vomiting rainbows, we go into great detail about it as well. But these girls are not unattractive. They are no, very very hot pretty. Girls. Um, and they took so so the police who were there was like three and three agencies mm-hmm. following them around, like Interpol, the Australian government, and like a. U.S. Joint Task Force was yeah. also following them. And the way they tracked them was uh, through their Instagram. They just, they're like, oh, here's the, here they are. Because they post it so frequently. You can, and you can Brilliant. actually still go to their Instagram and see all of it. I love that. I love being able to go see the evidence. Yeah. Right? Like something happens. Somebody gets caught and you just like dip onto their Facebook. And you're like, show me what you got. Yeah. 2007 profile picture of what happened. Exactly. Anyways. He just wants to come sit on your lap. Okay. Oh, he wants to sit on my lap. Here, I'll take him. I want okay. him. It just okay. He like gave me like a little poke on the knee. Yeah. This is the cat. Yeah. This will get edited out, I assume. No, no. We'll, we'll <laughs> no. leave this in. Ben's, uh, no. Ben's a feature on, on oh this and Talking in Chairs, the other podcast. So then with that, he just tried to like jump onto my lap, but instead he went full dagger nails out into yeah. my knee. So I, I went, I, I got to really start working on uh, cutting yeah, his nails. Maybe. All right. So that's, that's what you should have done in this whole year when you didn't do a podcast. I should have been figuring out how to cut his nails. Next time. So she has now pleaded guilty to mm-hmm. drug smuggling. And so has uh, Isabel. Okay. So the two of them are Melina. Mm-hmm. She denied everything initially. Okay. So she was going to face the mandatory sentence and then they told her it's time to really <laughs> you need to come to jesus because she's 24 mm-hmm. i think at the she's now like 20 26 this was a little bit ago but her whole life was going to be spent behind bars um she's going to get eight years so she has been sentenced and so has uh, isabel She got seven years because she immediately came out and said, I was smuggling drugs. This is what I was doing. Everything. Uh, She refused to give the other people that were involved. And probably... That means that she won't die when she gets out. Exactly. It's probably because (laughs) she doesn't want to die. Yeah. There was an older guy who was with both of them. And he... uh, They don't talk about him at all. Or what his sentence is, or anything of that nature. Uh, he, and there's he's not very, a babe. he is not a babe. No one cares. At all. And no, well, they do care because he is the mastermind behold, okay. behind the whole thing. Yeah. So that's really interesting because he's probably the connection to all the cartels, and he's probably the one in the most danger. Yeah. Because of not a but losing thirty million. million that's insane. I mean, no one's a huge mastermind if like they're dipping thirty million dollars into like two girls who that don't know what they're doing. But at the same time, I think that these operations 
operate in a way that they understand that some is going to be lost. Right. right? They're like lost lives, lost drugs. It all, it all happens. Like I'm sure the person at the top doesn't lose too much off of this. Exactly. Their operation was completely jeopardized. And so when I was updating you, we watched a YouTube video in which mm-hmm. we're one of the guys, I don't know how, what he's thinking, but he basically fingered the two or pointed out the two girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. What did he do? <laughs> he, he, Same time. <laughs> he noted the two girls okay. and, and told the police to watch them. And that's how this whole thing started. So that guy on Canadian television yeah. basically said, I wasn't part of the drug smuggling operation, but I said, watch those two girls because they're doing something nefarious. Yeah. So his buddy, and he was the roommate of the other old guy on the boat. I mean, I I would think he's, you know, marked man. Yes. But they said he's facing no time whatsoever. And that's interesting. He's in witness protection program now. Not if they found him. The news station found him walking around Montreal. I don't know. Man, that's surprising. Maybe he doesn't know how the underbelly of the world works. Yeah. Or maybe he is the mastermind. He he could. I don't think he he was the mastermind. He he doesn't seem like the mastermind. The other guy hasn't done a single interview, hasn't talked to anyone. Yeah. Nothing like that. So, and Melina, when she was sentenced, Mm -hmm. uh, broke down in tears and was like bawling her eyes out at the in front of the judge and the judge was just not buying it at all He's like don't care don't care look at your what you were doing you knew the entire time you were lavishly spending money taking pictures having a great time all throughout this cruise and you because people told her she wasn't gonna get caught right yeah i think that's the thing it's yeah like... totally not gonna get caught you're fine, girl. You're Let's fine. Go. Enjoy that trip to Australia. Yeah, vacation. Yeah, so she's going to have a staycation now. There. Oh. Yeah. I wonder how she'll do in prison. I'm guessing. I, th- I feel like they looked like they're like attractive, but like kind of a little. Well, the second one was rough. Yeah. Like the second one was like a little. Could... Isabel's a little rough. And yeah. Isabel, uh, what? Yeah. And she was also. Lots both of, both of, of eyeliner yeah well she was awesome it, it came out more and more mm-hmm. about like her background she had prostituted herself in like morocco um that's how she got connected with this guy okay. and it seems like melina just went along with this because you know that was her friend yeah and she also was a stripper okay so there's all this kind of nefarious stuff that she was doing and apparently she owed a ton of money to them okay and she felt like she had to do this yeah i mean it makes sense you you get in (laughs) you get in over your head but see i feel like she's gonna do great in prison man you think so well i think they're gonna be like kind of rock stars in prison right that it's like they didn't do anything they didn't tell on anyone no right they haven't handed over evidence as far as we know but again they went from mandatory life to seven and eight years that's not that bad i mean that's not that bad you tell me you can like come out gina i'm gonna i'm gonna say hey do you want to 
just stay in this room for the next eight years and never go outside? Doug, if you... Someone will find you. <laughs> if you keep me in here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you... There's Here's no way eight would years you, is not bad. Eight years is awful. Would you rather be in this room? So we're sitting in Doug's, like, office at the bottom of his house, I guess? Yeah. There's, Painted red walls. Um, there's a cat in here, but there there would be no cat in this scenario. That would would be... you rather? Would you rather be in this room and have food slid under the door to you mm-hmm. for the next ten years? Is the computer still here? No, but oh, you can. God. But you have your Apple Watch, <laughs> 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 so you have access to the internet on the Apple Watch, but it can't say anything to you, so you can't like listen to books or podcasts, uh, or spend the last twenty years of your life in prison. Ooh, but Gen Pop, like Gen you can Pop. be like with with everyone. Last 20 years of my life? Ooh, interesting. No, no, I'm saying, but the yeah. last 20, yeah. can we like do like the last five or 10? I'm sorry, that wasn't part of Because <laughs> I, I mean, 15, I feel like last 15. Last 15, I'll do the last 15. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, like, there's not a lot going on then. I guess. Depends depends on, it's like a nursing depends home. Depends on when you die. <laughs> Could be, yeah, that's true. I don't want to think about that then. Anyways. All right. Okay, Sorry. Okay, so I digress. Okay, so that was that's the end of that story. So that one's pretty much over unless we okay. find out more information about these guys and kind of the things that were going on. Now, the last story is also very entertaining, mm-hmm. which is the the story of Sherry Papini. Yeah, this is a weird one. Yeah, so Sherry Papini was I mean, yeah, the other ones were yeah. weird as well. But. but this one was really odd because she was she's a very attractive uh, blonde female from Redding, mm-hmm. California. She had two children, yeah. husband, pretty normal suburban life. Yeah. And then she went running. They found her headphones and her earbuds and uh, strands of her hair, strands in her hair, as mm-hmm. if she had been just abducted. And apparently, they couldn't find her for three weeks. And then they found her 150 miles away on the side of the road in restraints, like screaming for help. And uh, when uh, she had bruises all over her, a brand on her back, and they there's a whole I did a whole podcast on this as well, so that's you can get the full story there. But she said that she was abducted by two Hispanic women, one with a gun, mm-hmm. which is extremely odd because it just also with this just to throw in the husband had also taken lie detector test early on, proving that he was innocent. And also, I, f- I mean, I, I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I am not a detective, but. I feel like sometimes when you see the husband on the TV and he's like, I didn't do it. I would like my wife back. Someone bring her back. <laughs> but like this guy legit was crying and looked sad and right. like devastated looking. Right. He wasn't. It didn't seem like it was him. No, it was not him. In oh, fact, okay. I, I really feel like he had, he yeah, was just he was like, like real. He was real just. Sad. Yeah. He, he I. Um, so. They're not talking about this in any detail. Okay. Uh, but 
there was another person who was that they went to, I think Chicago or somewhere and interviewed a male. Mm -hmm. Um, and the male was someone she had been having an affair with and texting back and forth. Um, and so he was never brought up on anything, but there, there was the illusion that she went to Chicago was thinking of leaving her husband and going to Chicago. It didn't work out. She came back and staged this thing to make it. Whoa. Stop. Yeah. There was. Okay. So that would presuppose that she left the earbuds and everything out there before and then was coming back and like, but that's, that's one, that's one theory. Um, but there are whole, there are complete in, uh, inconsistencies in her story. Mm-hmm. Then there's another thing that's really disturbing about this like lovely housewife. She um, was on a like radical white supremacist uh, website, and she okay. posted all the stuff on this radical about like what Hispanic people. Oh, yeah, she was very anti. She's very pro-white. Okay. So all of a sudden she starts to get really tarnished. A lot of the family members refuse to comment on this because I guess her relation, she's trying to rebuild her life with her husband still. Yeah. Uh, But the Sacramento Bee for the longest time has been trying to find out what's going on because there were so many inconsistencies in the story that it just didn't make sense. So I feel like this is one that's going to pop up again because over the past year, I've just seen why is no one investigating this Sherry Papini thing? She got like 50 or $80,000 on like a GoFundMe site to help her. That's so funny. Yeah. So I'd say so funny, but like, like all these people gave money for her and her recuperation or to help find her or help her husband, all yeah. this. And when they found her, people kept giving to help her rebuild her life, all of that stuff. And I, the, a lot of the police officers said there were so many issues with her, everything that she said. And also they, she said that they just let her go. They just dropped her on the side of the road and her restraints and put her on, on the side of the road. And did she know what their faces looked like? Um, she said they were covered at all times. No. Yes. So she, they're like, yeah, for the composite. No way. Yeah. And she said she was held in like a cabin or something. It, but like someone was holding her, right? Yeah. Like we can't deny the fact that someone was holding her. Yeah, we can. What, you think she did it? There's no evidence. She had bruises all over her body. She could give herself bruises or... 87... He said she didn't eat the whole time. Oh, there's no... There's... Yeah, she was 87 pounds, but there was no... Evidence she wasn't that before. There well, And there's no evidence of any... These are all things that they said, Mm -hmm. but if she were a 87 pounds, she was put in... She was released from the hospital, like, in and out. Okay. Like they would have kept her for a period of time if she was like emaciated, yeah. needed hydration, all of these things. That there's no, there's no picture evidence of anything of what she looked like when they found her. Like yeah. the cops were not, 
The cops have none of that proof, and she didn't want to talk to anyone or meet with the police. I mean, I think she's protecting somebody, right? Like, I think that, like, that could be a scenario that somebody had her in this cabin, and they said, listen, girl, look at what I just did to you. You leave, you tell anyone, you're dead. Your kids are dead. Your husband's dead. Everyone's dead. So, like, you can go, but keep your mouth shut. And then she went, and then she said, cool, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And who knows, maybe it was two women, and maybe it was one of the losers from her white supremacist website who she thought she could have a love affair with, but it turned out it was just, like, the psychopath that we all knew he was for being on that website. Yeah. So... Here's the other thing is okay. that she has a really um, nefarious history. Nefarious. Yeah. So she like <laughs> made up stories to call the police on like her relatives okay. and li- has li- has historically been dishonest and deceptive. Okay. In police reports. So she's done stuff like this before. Okay. Um, and it turned out to not be true or not be exactly the way she said it was. Um, and, uh, she had been texting not one, but multiple men and seeing other men for substantial times during this. Um, and there's no evidence at all, unless the police have something that they haven't released of any of her claims. Okay. Other than the stuff of her being bound and found on the side of the road. Yikes. Yeah. There is... Uh, they did find, I think, they collected some DNA from another male, mm-hmm. but they haven't figured out who that person is. Okay. Um, so there were no, uh, two years later, there's no kidnappers, no SUV, no location where she was held. There was never a, a ransom demand and no motive for this crime was ever revealed. Interesting. I mean... So, Part of me, like, once I found out that she's writing stuff on, like, you said she's a white supremacist, and all of a sudden yeah. I was like, cool, whatever, I don't care, I don't pay for this case anymore. Right. We're done here. And that's just, maybe I'm bad, maybe I'm nefarious. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole subreddit on uh-huh. this. Love a good or subreddit. not a subreddit, but there's like a whole long thing on this where people mm-hmm. are like constantly trying to figure out what went on here yeah so if you're really interested you should definitely read that because it's kind of fascinating um and i'm i can't believe that no one is jumping on the story anymore just because it was just so bizarre it made no sense it sounds like she ran off but it it, this for a while captured like the headlines all over yeah and then it just disappeared then they found her and then it's like oh no wait actually this one's not as good as Lacey Peterson. Yeah, so... Because she's less of a good person. So, I, people just let this one fall away. Yeah. Um. So, anyway. So, that's Fascinating. the... That's the Sherry Papini story. Um, again, this is one that we will keep following up on because I really do think more will come out about it. Um, but i like to thank you guys for listening. Um... Any comments or ideas that you have, please just email us at contact at vomitingrainbows.com or you can find us on all social media at We Vomit Rainbows. 
Um, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, and it really helps us if you like rate us and review us. Yeah. Okay. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Thumbs up. Awesome.